Kenny Ducey and DJ Six Smith here on the Stephanie Gately podcast for its second episode of the 2013-2014 season. And Coach, we're here with you. And you know, we look at through the week, and let's just go through first starting out Hofstra. You told us on the broadcast after uh, the big win that you were pretty upset. Uh, what did you tell your players after that game, if you could, if you could tell <laughs> us? You, you know, normally I'd say 10 years ago I couldn't tell you what I said because, <laughs> you know, it was different. But now that I've gotten older and more mature, or let's just say older, um, very few words, just walked in, took the, the statistics sheet, the stat form, ripped it up in their face, said I have nothing to say, and walked out. That's how disappointed I was. Coach, you mentioned to us that Hofstra was one of those 50-50 games, and obviously it didn't go the way you wanted it to. So if you could pinpoint a few things that went wrong, because turnovers were an issue, then Hofstra shot over 50% in the second half, but what was the biggest one in your mind that sort of stuck out? The lack of effort on defense. I mean, I think our kids uh, pride themselves on effort and attitude, and it's just the fact that when I went back to watch the tape that night, aside from being sick in my stomach, I normally can find at least 10 clips of solid defense. I was hard-pressed to find one, and that's a big statement because it's been a long time that that has happened. And everyone seemed to receive your message. You, know, you guys come out against Pacific, and you were firing on all cylinders. Um, what was the game plan going into that in terms of you, know, you looked like you, you tr didn't look like you did turn the ball over a lot of times against Hofstra? How would you guys clean that up? Well, I mean, it w Again, I think it's a lot is, is on the end of being focused. And, you know, when you look at that situation, you know, I think our kids took to heart because they don't usually see me being that angry. And I'm not a big yeller, but the fact that I was that frustrated with them, I think they got the message loud and clear. And um, I said, you know, it's going to be worse to deal with me than Pacific. So if you don't show up against Pacific, then I would be very nervous about, you know, coming to practice on Tuesday. <laughs> and you dealt with Pacific, and one of the things you told us is that it was a very good Pacific team, and you made him look very bad. So how were you guys able to do that so effectively? Well, to be honest, I think it's the same thing Hofstra did to us. I mean, I thought Hofstra took what I think is a very good basketball team and make us made us look insignificant. And so I gave all the credit to Hofstra. And, and I told the kids, I was honest with them, watching the tape, on tape, Pacific was twice the team of Hofstra. And yet when we came out of Pacific, we came out so focused. I mean, when you go back and I watched that game, I mean – and my theory has always been, if you play defense and shoot well, you're going to win by over 10. If you play defense and don't shoot well, you're there to steal a game. I mean, Hofstra, we didn't play defense and we didn't shoot well, so we got our butts kicked. And then in Pacific, we shot well and played defense, and we won significantly and beat a team that had beaten us by 20 the year before. And you look at two performances from that win against Pacific, and Aaron's been great all year, but Emily Tapio had a career day, a career night. I mean, what can you say about the job she did, and can she continue that throughout the season and put up those, those numbers like she did? I think Emily you know, was starting to get more comfortable with her ankle, you know, and I think she's got a little bit more mobile. And I, th I, I, you saw an extra kind of step to her, you know, and I think a lot of that had to do with she really took her performance against Hofstra very personally, you know, because I, I made a point of getting on her because the official came up to me and said, you know, that Emily had been whining about some of the calls. And I said, because Emily's a tough kid. She's a great kid. And I just said, listen, that, that is not us. That's not who we are. And I, and I really respect the fact that Emily took that to heart and, and set out to prove herself differently on Sunday. And one of those things that, that was different about the Hofstra game versus the Pacific game is she was 0-5 from the line. And, and if she comes out against Pacific, she, I think, misses one or two. I mean, is that something that she's been working on just vehemently over the offseason is free throws because she, it was a struggle for her last year? 
Yeah, I mean, and the kids, you know, you try to get them to understand. I like to teach shooting, you know, and, and really, to be honest, free, free throws are 75% mental. I mean, it's not, it, you have to have, obviously, a skill. And Emily, it's really, I've been trying to work with her on it. I'm just trying to tweak a few things because a lot of times kids go to the line and they're more worried about the result than the actual process. And the, the thing is, you just have to worry about what the process is and not think what's the outcome, you know. Right. And so you kind of have to change the mindset in order for them to get comfortable. Coach, looking forward to the game against Yale. Last year, you guys go on the road to Connecticut, and Yale wasn't exactly a great team last year, but they had a pretty nice day against your defense. So what do you remember most about that game last year, and then how will you use that in fueling your team for tomorrow night's game? Well, I mean, we had just come off the road against Marquette, and, and I thought we had fared pretty well against a solid Marquette team. And, you know, in that playing that Yale game back, I don't think it was a case of, like, how I felt against Hofstra where we didn't compete. It was a case of we missed a lot of easy shots. I, th I think they came they, – they were a very young team and, and played very poised. And so I, I really – it wasn't a case of us losing as much as I thought it was them winning. And it was just another day at the office for Erin against Pacific, like I touched on before. I mean, do you see anything that would possibly hold her back in this game from putting up the numbers that she has all year in terms of their defensive attack against her? And do you think that maybe they'll start to game plan against Erin because she's been the one constant on this team? Well, I mean, again, it, uh, the thing that I think makes Aaron so good is that, you know, you could take her away because if you go and double her, she's going to get somebody else open. And she's, and, and Aaron's a very good passer. So, um, you know, hopefully with Taryn coming back and people coming off of injuries that we'll be able to free her up to mix her up between the one and the two positions. And, you know, I think in Aaron's case, I mean, she's just – she's a, a case in point of just somebody whose work ethic has really molded them into an outstanding basketball player. And, Coach, we spent a lot of time on this show talking about all the freshmen that have come on to the team. But I want to talk about Mary Wachuku because she's played some solid bench minutes, and she seems she's getting a little bit more comfortable as each game goes on. So how do you think she's transitioned from Big East basketball, NCAA tournament St. John's, to playing in the Atlantic 10 so far? Mary's just a great kid. She's been a terrific addition. I mean, for one, just from leading into the foreign tour to the first part of preseason, she makes Sam tougher every day. You know, Sam has a body against her every single day. And that alone is worth the price of gold of Mary being here. And I love the fact that Mary's kind of just owned and bought into her role. She, you know, she's been a great addition to the team. She's, she brings, you know, some guidance and leadership because of her seniority on the team. But I agree with you. I think every day she gets a little bit more comfortable, and I think she can add that winning spirit. What has that relationship been like between Sam and Wachuku? Because uh, you look at Mary, and she's, you know, obviously been here before in college basketball. Sam's only a sophomore, but she's been on the Fordham Rams before. So what's the back and forth like in terms of teaching each other about Fordham and teaching each other about, you know, the, the league as a whole? Well, I mean, I think, you know, they're both kind of quiet kids. So, I mean, I, I think basically they're both – they both would like to defer to leading by example rather than being vocal leadership. So – I, I think that, you know, Mary will probably teach her the tricks of the trade, but it will kind of be like in a solid off-the-court way rather than anything real, real vocal. So, I mean, I think as you see, you know, Sam has emerged as the person who's gotten the majority of minutes, and, and, and she's earned them. And, 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 and Mary has certainly earned the opportunity to be on the court and, and get additional minutes as well. So I'm just glad that this year that we do have the depth at that position. Uh, Coach, I know you don't like to look too forward, but we won't talk to you until next week. So uh, just a quick preview of American, a team that you guys beat on the road last year, and then going to Las Vegas for Thanksgiving with a, a tournament there. And just, just describe what needs to happen for your team to continue to keep things rolling. To be honest, DJ, I think it's just one day at a time. I'm, I'm a big believer that we can't look too far ahead. You know, I mean, we obviously as coaches have to prep and watch our tapes and everything, but 
you know, if the kids see us looking to forehead, they look to forehead. So for, for us, you know, the focus is on Yale, a team that beat us last year. And, of course, I've watched tape on American. They have a new coach, so it's going to be a different system. So it's going to be a different team. So at this point, you know, like if you let yourself kind of let your mind run away with you, you get too, you get too forehead and, 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 and you get cluttered. And so a lot of times I don't even know what the next game is on the schedule just because my focus is really at the task at hand. And, Coach, finally, Pacific was a payback game for you guys. You know, they beat you last year. We were talking about Yale beat you guys last year. So what's it going to mean to beat Yale to, you know, finish this off Pacific and Yale, two teams that, that got the best of you last year? And what's it going to take for you guys to, to slow them down? Well, I told the kids, they remind me a lot of Penn, who we scrimmage, and that was, a, you know, like a 50-50 game. And, and they're very well balanced, very well coached. And for our kids, it's again, it's just, you know, where we are in that meter. You know, right now it, we're 2-2, two and two, which I always tell them, you know, that's average. You're, you're, you're average. You're the best of the worst or the worst of the best, depending on how you look at it. So if we want to get above 500 and above being average, we're going to have to come out and establish ourselves on our home court and let them know that, you know, that we are the better team and it has to be established right from the beginning. All right, that's Coach Gately. Coach, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and join us. All right, thank you. i got to give a shout-out to my sister. You know, she did tell me, guys, and my sister in England, she listens to every podcast, every game. So, Courtney, Harry, Luke, Richard, you guys, you're the best fans. And, Court, I love you very much and can't wait to see you at the Christmas tournament. And it is Kenny Ducey and DJ Sixsmith on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. We'll be back in a bit. All right. Are we ready? Kenny Ducey and DJ Sixsmith back on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast with Sam Clark and Emily Tapio. And, guys, the Hofstra game, let's start there. It was a tough loss. Coach said she ripped a piece of paper up in front of you guys. I mean, what was the feeling in that locker room? How much did that communicate to you that this was a bad loss? Um, I think it was definitely just a learning experience. Like, we knew that it wasn't our, our standards, and we had to pick it up from there. And for Emily, I mean, what was that impact on you guys? I mean, clearly you received the message. You had a, a great game against Pacific. Thank you. I mean, it really made our team go back on our heels, like saying that that wasn't who we were. That game wasn't, you know, what we wanted to portray as a team at all. So it made us really hungry for the next game, which, I mean, we have to continue for the whole season. And Emily, you're somebody that during your time here at Fordham has had a lot of injuries. So this year you've had a clean bill of health since injuring your ankle. So what has it been like to just play injury free and really get the best of your minutes out there? Um, it's been great. It's been, you know, that's what I've wanted all along for college, but, you know, uh, just keep knocking on wood for my health so far. I'm pretty injury prone, so I'll just play through whatever comes back. We'll keep knocking on wood. Don't <laughs> worry. Sam, for you last year, you know, the big thing was getting out of your comfort zone, being more vocal, and we see that this year, and we're talking with Coach Gately about working with Mary on a daily basis, so how has she helped you with all of her experience and getting a little bit more comfortable out there on the floor? I think Mary's a great player to play against every day in practice, so she's bigger than me, so it forces me to uh, play differently and just helps every day. Now, this is your second year on the club. You know, what have you been teaching some of these these youngsters? Because there's a it's a young team. Um, you know, about Ford and basketball and what it's you know what's required of you guys. Um, I know how they feel, so I just try to say, don't get nervous, don't worry about your mistakes, but just trying to be there for them at all times. And Emily, we looked at the foreign tour on our last show, so we haven't had you guys on so far, but what was your favorite moment of traveling abroad? My favorite moment? Um, I thought the funniest moment for me was when we brought a football-sized flag to um, our first Australian game when they had a very, like, a normal-sized flag, so when we both raised up our flags, it was like America was just huge in comparison to them, and we were just dying laughing. That was the funniest part for me. 
Now, Sam, you guys went overseas, but now Las Vegas for Thanksgiving. Went to San Francisco last year. So how do you think this will trip will compare to last year's? Um, I think it's going to be a lot better for me because my family's coming on the trip. So we'll have some support. My aunts, uncles, cousins, they're all coming. So it should be fun for me. Emily, uh, in the Hofstra game, you were 0-5 from the line. In the Pacific game, you really turned that around. I mean, what was the work ethic like over the offseason? I mean, how much time did you put in with your free throws? Because, you know, that was a little bit of a problem for you last year. I mean, free throws are all mental, and I've been working on my mental game for a while now. So I did work a lot with it on the offseason, but it, for me it's all been about the mental game. And it's hard to go into a game and, and get really tense at the line and working on uh, ways to overcome that in a game. And it's just a process. I mean, you controlled the post against Pacific, and, and really, I mean, it was a it was a coming-out show for you because, you know, it was career-high in points. I mean, what is it going to take for you to keep that kind of performance up in, in the future? I mean, I, I had a pretty good game, but I can attest that to our teammates. We did all the little things correctly, and if we keep playing that well as a team, we're going to have even more scores and double-digit points, and that's all we're looking for. Now, Sam, you're somebody on the offensive side that contributes a lot, but Talking about what Erin's been doing this year, she has 23 points in back-to-back -back games. How much easier does that make your life down low? I mean, it's great because then people can't be digging down on me. They have to be worrying about Hannah outside, Erin outside. So opens things up inside for us. And Emily, looking forward to tomorrow against Yale. That was a team last year that you guys struggled on the road against after playing at Marquette. So is revenge going to be a little bit of a factor tomorrow evening? Oh, we're trying not to get too high or too low about a game, but um, I'm looking for some payback. <laughs> and w what has the, the game plan been going in this week in terms of uh, limiting their attack? I mean, what's what's your strategy going forward to, to try to take this team down? I think we need to uh, focus on the details and just work what we've been working on in practice. Now, guys, injuries have been an issue this year. Last year was a short bench. Sort of seems to be the same thing this year. So how have you guys adjusted so far with that, and how difficult has it been playing more minutes than you really expected to? I mean, I love playing more minutes than what I expected to, but um, as far as our bench goes, um, I think just dealing with injuries is something that if we can get that stuff out of the way now at the beginning of the season and have these people come back for our conference play, I think that's going to be huge for our team. So, Sam, you guys are 2-2 two and two right now. What do you think is the most important thing for getting over the 500 hump and getting to 3-2? and two? to focus and just play our game and not let anybody take side of our game and just do the things we know how to do. You were talking about injuries for a sec there. I mean, Taryn Durant should be coming back hopefully you know, within the next couple of weeks if everything goes well. I mean, she played a pretty big role for you guys last year. What would that mean to get that leadership back on your bench? Um, I think it's going to be great. Taryn's upperclassman. She's vocal, so having her back is going to be excellent. And... Uh, and finally, we're, we're wrapping up here. We'll we'll just look forward to this game against Yale. And uh, we were talking before about some of the keys, you know, maybe maybe focusing. Uh, is there one matchup specifically that you guys are looking forward to, to seeing, whether it be, you know, Aaron versus, versus their point, or do you guys think you could have an advantage down low? I think the most important thing to look forward to in the game is going to be how we come out on defense because that's what takes teams out of their game. And have the matchup of our defense versus their offense is going to be what we're going to have to look for. Well, Emily Tapio and Sam Clark joining us on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. Guys, thanks so much, and good luck out there. Thank you. So that'll, that'll wrap it up for today. For DJ Sixsmith, my partner in crime, I'm Kenny Ducey. Join us every week on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast on WFUVsports.org. So long.